Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with ebooks in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit Bookshare.org today. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Visibilities on Friday evening, March 25. And it's the last Friday evening program that will encompass the women of ACB, the history of the women of ACB, because it is the, uh, this has been National Women's History Month. And we have an absolutely dynamic group of women within this organization. And for those of you who may have missed, uh, the first program we did on this, which was on March 4th, the Recording is available, the podcast is available on the ACB website, and it's also available on the visibilities.net website as well under audio archives. And it was a great night. We had a wonderful time with remembering people who did so much in, in laying the foundation for this organization. And have just gave so much of themselves to ACB and to one another and and left us one incredible legacy. Tonight, <clears throat> I'm pleased to welcome back our crew that includes Larry Gassman streaming for us and John Ross hosting for us and my other two special guests and longtime friends, Hopefully, they still will be after all of this. <laughs> um, Pam Shaw, who uh, served at one point as vice president of ACB, and Laurie Scharf, who has served in a multitude of positions currently as co-chair of the ACB Women's Group, Women's Committee. Um, Laurie has also done an awful lot. Back in the day when I was working the convention, and for many years after that, she did a lot with um, getting, helping getting the assistive listening devices working, um, interpreting, uh, especially when we needed tactile interpreters for deafblind participants. Um, they have both just been rocks of ACB through the years. And I want to welcome them both to the show again this evening. And thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be back. Tonight we're going to look at this a little bit differently um, because I promised that we would stay at an hour 
which we did not succeed at the first, on the first show. Um, and we're going to first talk about people who were major leaders in this organization in the past. And one of the things I think they need to realize about this is there's something about women. You know, if you sat and looked at the number of women that have been leaders in this group in the past, you see that a lot have come and have gone and have come and have gone. Um, I'm one of them that's come and gone and come and gone and come and gone, I think. Pam's done the same thing. Um, You know, we, we have. But I think the, I mean, I think a lot of the reason for that is women tend to look at something, see what needs to be done, do it and move on to the next thing that needs to be done. Um, we tend to be very, very accomplishing, not so much to sit and to sit and continue to sit and wait for the next thing to come along. We are always finding something else that needs to be done somewhere. And sometimes it's in ACB, sometimes it's in families, um, within our families, or it's within our communities. Um, there's just, you know, we tend to be doers. Um, and that's not, I don't mean that as a reflection against men. We just tend to look at things a little bit differently, I think, sometimes. And get what needs to be done, done, and go on to the next project. But I did want to look at some of the people first. Our list tonight, I think we just said, has something like 34 women on it. There are people who I'm sure I have completely forgotten about um, to add on here. And I do apologize for that. But there are also people who we, you know, we we just, that's it. We just, you know, some people are around all the time. You just expect that they're just going to be here forever. And so what I'm going to start with is we've kind of put a list of honorees together. And our fir- uh, first group that, I want, that we're going to focus on are people who have been involved in the past and may not be quite so active today. doesn't mean that they're not around at all, um, but not taking as major a leadership role as they once did, perhaps. Um, some of the people that occurred to me on, that occurred to us on, in that area are people like Shelley Hart, who was um, chair of the ACB Awards Committee back in the early 2000s and such. Um, she did a great job at that. Uh, Jill Noble. Jill Noble was um, a chair of resolutions for many years and served on the resolutions committee for even more years than, than she chaired it. Um, people like Sarah Conrad, uh, um, who's now Sarah Ackman, and she's a former ACB board member. Um, Cynthia Towers. Everybody remembers the Tower of Power. <laughs> I think she served as our ACB president, uh, ACB secretary, and I thoroughly enjoyed working with her when she was the national convention court uh, chair um, for a few years back in the early two thousands as well. Uh, Dawn Christensen. Dawn was on the ACB board, and she served as chair of the awards committee back in the. Mid nine, mid to late nineties. And then she was on the board after that. I remember standing with her, 
out in Pittsburgh at the mid-year meeting before the Pittsburgh convention, um, which was a fun mid-year. We unexpectedly got 27 inches of snow while we were out there. Yes, and they got stuck there. And we did yeah, get stuck I, there. We I certainly was one did. of them. <laughs> <laughs> the people on the West Coast could leave, but if you were on the East Coast, it was a nightmare. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and we had driven out and back. And so we were like forever coming back down the highways that were barely passable and that was like a day or two later it was a nasty time getting back from it um <laughs> donna seliger she, actually she might have been secretary at that time donna seliger from iowa and the iowa council of the united blind uh served as acb president ida scotty i believe ida i think she's over a hundred now hmm. um somebody put a post up last year uh, which was celebrating her birthday, and I think it might have been her 100th. She is probably our oldest member, I'm guessing. Um, uh, Joanne Cargill. I never had the pleasure of meeting her. I do remember meeting Floyd Cargill, her husband. and But she, my understanding is she's one of the people who started the Women's Concerns, when it was called the Women's Concerns Committee. And was very, very active in, the, in, in that back in the day. Um, Judy Jackson, she served as chair of the uh, resolutions committee um, in the mid two. I know like around 2005, 2007, eight, in that area. Karen Prezenka was, uh, was also an ACB secretary. Um, I think... Perhaps Ray Campbell is the first man who's ever served in that position, but I wouldn't swear by that. Yeah, that's um, actually right. That is correct. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure back in the very early yeah. days, but I think it. I think so. I think so. Yep. Phyllis Stern, she was a woman from um, the Chicago area, and she served on the board. Of, she was on the board of publications in the mid nineteen eighties. Um. Who else am I thinking? Debbie Hazelton. She did so much with ACB, what's now ACB Media, for a number of years. And I think she's still doing a show once a, once or twice a, in the I, quiet. Sure if it's once she's still month, doing it. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was monthly or weekly. I it's weekly. Now. Is it weekly? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. In the quiet. Um, and those are just some of the people who have done so much in the past and have, you know, found other things that needed to be done as well. And some of them are within ACB and some are not. But they all had a lot to do and with where we are today in ACB. Um, some other people that maybe we should stop for just a minute. I'm just thinking... Let me let me do it this way. Lori and Pam, do you have mm-hmm. anything else that either one of you would like to add to that list or about the people that I've mentioned on that list? Um, it's interesting because when you start doing this, it brings back so many memories of people. Isn't and, it? and thinking about as we were talking about a storm, I think about the various storms we've come through <laughs> in the organization. And they weren't always just... 
meteorological, if you want to say it that way. <laughs> but there That's were those true. times and struggles. Yeah. But I think, it, it, again, even this list and those who are to be recognized this evening, I think it just reminds us as women, too, is that we're used to the reality of the seasons of life. You know, you look at some of these people who aren't active anymore, but it doesn't mean they walked away in anger or anything like that. It was just a different season. And we've been fortunate to have the services and the confidence and the commitment that we've had of these women. And it's funny because they are part of the past, but indeed their impact is still felt in the present and I think also in the future. So that's my only comment. Thank you. I think that's an excellent point. You you, you make a, a very, very good point there. Lori, did you want to add anything? I don't want to No, I don't have anything you. to add. I, I really agree with what Pam just said. All right. Um are people who were very active and um it's my this thing is putting up all kinds of weird little pop-up windows on me here. Um, and who are very active today and hopefully will continue to be for many, many years to come. Um, people, uh, people like Alice Richard. Alice has worked on transportation. I think she worked in the rehab issues. Things She's done a lot in ACB for a lot of years. Um, Cindy Hollis. Cindy's on staff now and has got this whole community thing up and running. Um, and I, I remember back to when she was doing the YAC. Remember the oh, Youth yes, Activity I Center? Remember that. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was back in, I want to say, I know we had it in 2002 and it might have even mm-hmm. been be- a year or so before that. Um, but she's been somebody else who's been around um, a number of years and continues to be one of the busiest people in all of ACB is our convention, our convention chair, Janet, Deckel, Janet Dickelman. Janet, I, having worked on convention for seven years in the past, I know that Janet has to be. We always kid that Marjorie Beeman is the energizer bon- bunny, but I think she's really chasing after Janet because I think Janet outruns everyone practically. She is just amazing at it. Um, Katie Frederick. Katie Frederick is currently the chair of the Board of Publications. Um, Kim Charlson is past president of ACB. She's also, I think it's co-chair of... Uh, the audio description project. She's served in other positions in ACB as well. She, I know at one point she was the chair of the board of publications. She served on the board for a number of years. Um, Melanie Brunson. Melanie uh, was executive director from, I'm not going to guess how many years. Um, I know she came in in 03. And I'm not sure. She was about seven years, I'd say. About seven years, she was executive director. She's still involved. She's uh, the chair of, right now I know she's the chair of the advocacy committee for guide dog users. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's on these calls frequently. Uh, 
Then the next one on my list is someone who um, I am just delighted to see has has gotten back involved in such, and that's someone who served as second vice president of ACB, namely Pam Shaw. Who is she? Yeah, who's she? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Patty Slabby served as our scholarship chair for a number of years, and that is one big job. And um, and she's still involved in her affiliate at home, at, at uh, back home in I think she's in the Minnesota ch- um, affiliate, um, and she's still doing a lot of uh, some other things in ACB. She oh I think she she's involved with the um, teachers ACB teachers. Mm. Um, Peggy Garrett, Peggy Garrett. I first met Peggy. I think she was. She was in some office. It might have been president of Georgia, but um, and then after and now she's uh, MC, the multicultural activities committee. Um, is it activities or affairs now? I think they. Did I think it's affairs. Changed? I think it is too. I think it's not mm-hmm. activities. It's affairs. It used to be affairs, and for some reason, I thought they changed it. But <clears throat> excuse me. Um. But and she's done a lot of other. She's always just been whenever we've needed something done, call Peggy and sure, no problem. <laughs> she's wonderful. Um, Penny Reader. <clears throat> Penny originally was a an ACB scholarship winner back in the mid to late seventies. Um, she served as editor of the Braille Forum for about four years, I think. And is a past president of Guide Dog Users, and she's still pretty active around in, in uh, uh, the public relations committee and that type of thing. And she's currently on the board of publications. Um, Jean Mann, who I assume is probably on this call tonight, and we'll be talking with her later, probably. Um, Jean has done just about everything in ACB as well. Uh, she's served on the ACB board of directors. She's done many committee chairs. I remember her being credentials committee chair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was nominating committee chair at one point too, but I wouldn't swear by that. Um, she's another one that she does the MMS, the monthly monetary support uh, committee now. Um, She's just done an awful lot in ACB for a long time and continues and hopefully will continue to do to to continue to continue. (laughs) Um, Denise Colley. Denise has served as ACB secretary. Um, She's been in charge of the ACB tours at convention. Um, She's just a wonderful, wonderful lady. And number 25 on this list, we could not consider this list without this person because there I'm not too sure that there are many positions that she hasn't been involved in. And that's Carla Rushevel. Um, she's run the ACB conventions in d- different years. She served as the ACB treasurer. Um she does the ACB Mini Mall. Um, 
We ACB could go on half families, the families, ACB families, ACB library lions, library lions. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> we could do an hour on Carla Rushville alone. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> um, number the ninety six. I kind of used this as the introduction to her. But she's done a lot in ACB as well. And that's Lori Scharf. And oh. I'm surprise, surprise, she's here tonight. Yay! <laughs> um, someone else that's done a lot. And especially recently, well, I, no, I shouldn't say especially recently. Her newest thing is recent, um, is Donna Pomerantz. Mm-hmm. Donna Pomerantz. Um, has been involved with the Women's Committee for many years. Uh, and she's the person who um, it was a lot of the impetus behind starting the Spanish uh, call on ACB media. Uh, I mean, on very, community, on community. My mistake. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. And also um, very active in Council of Citizens with Low Vision. Absolutely. How did I forget that one? <laughs> Duh. Um, and a few, and so, you know, those are the people that have, that occurred to me and, um, and Laurie and Pam. And then we have our last group are people that, st- that particularly stand out as current and future leaders in ACB. And some of, and they're just doing such a great job today. And one of them is co-chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee and is on the Board of Publications, is Cheryl Cummings. Um, I first got to know Cheryl back in Boston, and she is just one of the most level-headed, kind people that I've met in a very long time. I think she brings a lot of stability to the organization um, and to the Board of Publications. Uh, I don't know. I just, I've always liked Cheryl very, very much. And her husband's and, a hot ticket. And AC, <laughs> AC, ACB Women has had a, the pleasure of working with Cheryl over the years. And she always has such great ideas for programs and presenters and, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, she does. I, I, she's just got so much to offer. It's amazing. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, Zelda Gebhard um, is also on the board of publications. She's been around ACB for a long time. She's, I, she's, I think, the immediate past president of the North Dakota affiliate. Um, she's, as I say, she's on the board of publications. She's uh, on the board of, uh, again, of Council of Citizens with Low Vision. She's another person. Trust me, I know this. I can give you firsthand experience on this. She's another person who's wonderful. Something comes up at the last minute. You call Zelda. Could you possibly help with this or that? Last night, she she covered me, covered for me last night on another call. Um, and I just called and said, "Okay, I need a plan B." <laughs> yes, I'll be there. <laughs> She's. She, yeah, that is Zelda. She is wonderful. Um, 
the president of the Florida Council of the Blind has been very, very involved with community, with training people on community. Um, Florida has, the Florida Council has done so well, and that's all under the auspices of uh, Sheila Young. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait a minute, Terry. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, when you ma'am. say her name, there's a way you have to introduce her, okay? She is the vivacious Sheila Young. <laughs> she is like sparkling. You, you know, she, if I was a drinking person, I would say she's champagne on steroids. <laughs> she, she really does. And, and I think, you know, I notice this about a lot of these women. I think sometimes don't even realize the impact that they have on other people by just their presence and energy. So Sheila is kind of like that person. I, I totally agree with Pam and <laughs> yeah. ACD women actually will this month uh, will be having Sheila on our monthly call, which is the second Wednesday of the month, I believe. I believe, so. I believe so. It will be on the community list, but we will be having two uh, Julie Brennis and, uh, and Sheila on the call this month. Oh, very cool. I have to remember to tune that in. Uh, the next one that occurred to me was uh, Connie Sims. Everybody seemed to learn to, to learn Connie Sims' name, uh, especially last year when she did so much work with the, and, and is continuing to do so much work with the voting task force mm-hmm. um, and the whole make, using vote now for ACB, the elections and the all that fun stuff. And she's just done a great job with that and got so very well known that she got elected to the board last year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she's on the ACB board from South and she's from South Dakota. And she is, she's another person that's just a full of energy. Um, someone that's been involved in ACB for many years and was on the multicultural affairs committee and may still be, I'm not sure, but I know she's co-chair now of the International Relations Committee, is Sandra Sermons. And um, I've known Sandra, I, I guess, about 20 years now. Um, something like that. And she's, She was uh, actually an ACB intern, believe it or not. She interned when she was in college, I believe, at ACB. Sure. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So on the um, Terry? It's Meryl. Can I say something? And in just a few minutes, Meryl, oh, okay. we're going to do hand raising then, okay, if, you, if you. you don't mind. Thanks. Um, and rounding out, well, no, I shouldn't quite say this. Sort of rounding out our list. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is another new member of the Board of Publications, also from Florida, and that's Cache Wells. And Cache is new to is pretty new to the leadership in ACB, and I'm sure we'll we'll do very well, and we'll learn a lot uh, with uh, with the people that she's working with within within ACB. Yeah, she's doing some writing too, which I think is really really great. Um, I think it's called Voices. It's the blog. Okay, yeah, yeah she's been putting things. It's, she's been posting. Yeah, to really the blog. good good written stuff and given us a lot to think about. A couple of other just very brief things I wanted to point out is um, the other thing as far as particularly this group, the 
the present and future are there's so many of the and I couldn't go down through the list of I think they were saying the other night there were 21 or something um 31 I forget now how many they said the people who have gone through the program of the JP Morgan Chase fellowships with ACB and so many of them have taken on leadership roles um being as a maybe as a co-chair of a committee or chairing a committee or mm-hmm. um, running for a board position or a BOP position or something like that, that, that they're doing, they, they, so many of them, I think will be our leaders of tomorrow. Absolutely. And I think the one other, the, the uh, one other note that I wanted to bring in of the women, some are past, some are present, some are future. Um, they kind of fit into the whole thing. And I didn't list them all because was afraid I'd miss a few. And that's, does anybody realize, I'm sure many probably do, that every president of Guide Dog Users Incorporated has been a woman. GDUI has never had, never, GDUI has never had a man as, as president. Hmm. It's all women. And that's always been one of our, certainly one of our most active affiliates. And, um, that tells you something about the women of ACB, I guess, <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> you know, Terry, last year when we did the um, roll call of affiliates, mm-hmm. one of the things that was interesting to me, and I guess it's because I was just kind of focused differently about how many women are leading our affiliates, state and special interests. Again, not as opposed to men, but I think it's more reflective of women standing up and women being comfortable, but I also think it's think it's a credit to ACB to be the kind of organization where women can be received and given the opportunity to serve, particularly in leadership. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, you know, it's it, it truly is very much the case. I think is it. You know, you think back over the roll calls through the years, and um, you're right. You're absolutely right. Well, John, if I can impose on you now, um, can you just run through the hand raising for people so that we can see uh, who else might have something that they would like to add in comments, other people that we have left off inadvertently? Okay. Okay. Um, Muting is a toggle, so you can... Use the same command to mute and unmute. If you're on a PC, it's all day. On the iMac, it is command shift A. And on the app, it's in the lower left hand corner. And, uh, and on a regular house phone, to mute and unmute is star six. To, to raise your hand, to raise and lower. Your hand on the PC is Alt Y. On the Mac is Option Y, and on the app it's it's under the More button in the lower right hand corner. And on a and on a regular phone to to raise and lower your hand is Star Nine. Thanks very much. And we have a hand. 
We actually have two, but I had already yeah. told Meryl that she could come on as soon as I stopped talking. So I'll take her first, and then we'll take those two hands. Meryl, Thank you. your hand is up. Um, I wanted to say, I hate to correct you, Terry, but Sandra was the former chair of the International Relations Committee. Maria Christic is the current chair, and I am the vice chair of the International <sighs> Ah, I, I apologize. <laughs> okay, no problem. I apologize. I, I, um, I thought she was co-chair with no, no, with one of the two of you, and I wasn't no, sure which no, one. Maria, it's Maria and I. <laughs> she had Thank been the you. chair. Actually, she served as chair of International Relations Committee before this recent change for about yeah. 10 years. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah she did correct. serve at it for quite a while. Yes. Thank you, Meryl. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Terry, did, did, did you mention Deb Cook-Lewis? I had her on my list. Didn't yeah. I mention her? I, I, well, that's I been decades have. ago since the if first I show. If I didn't, I absolutely apologize, um, Deb, especially for listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was absolutely on my list, yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, Deb Cook-Lewis was definitely on my list. Um I must have just gone right over it as I was reading, as I was reading down. That's what you get when you have a partial reading a list quickly on the phone, <laughs> on our computer, I mean. Um, Deb Cook-Lewis. Deb is first vice president of ACB. She's, um, does she actually have a title in media? I'm not sure. She, I just think media, I think Rick, Larry, Jeff and Deb. <laughs> yeah, she does a lot of stuff. She, she schedules streamers. She does quite a she's few the, things. She's the woman that has absolutely broken the glass ceiling in ACB media. Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Debbie and Marlena may have come first, but she has she has so outconquered everything. Uh and then on that, I know she was involved in Washington State. Um, she's been in many positions in ACB. And Deb, I really do apologize. You really were on my list. Oh, goodness. Um, now, getting back to where we were. Deanna I'm Noriega. Terry? Yes. I, it's Lori. I just had two things I wanted to say. Sure. Go right ahead. Um, I'm sorry. The, the first was I... Um, as a result of Terry send, thinking that I would be a good person to go to a conference on domestic violence and women with disabilities, I got to spend time with Melanie Brunson at the conference. And oh, yeah, down in Austin. In Austin in April where it was 90 yeah. degrees. And that was the first <laughs> first time I had ever, well, the only time I've ever been in a situation where there were tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> um and yes and it was it was it was great as somebody who was still fairly young at that point to get involved and spend time with Melanie um at the conference and the other thing I wanted to mention is that when ACB did their protest in San Francisco outside of the federal building in 90 Three, I guess it was. Um, Maybe. 92, whenever the convention was yeah, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, 93. 
And Jean Mann actually was one of the representatives to go and speak to the Federal Department of Transportation. And this was related to the installation of detectable edge warning strips. That's right. That is right. Yeah. And Terry, if it was not for somebody like you, we would not be sitting here tonight having this conversation. So I definitely would like to thank you and and let everybody know that you still are a very active part of ACB and Mm -hmm. you allow people to flourish and you support people who you see potential in. And I think that is very important. Well, thank you very much. That's very much appreciated. I put Terry Pacheco on my list in all of the categories. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you both very, very much. Um, Deanna Noriega. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to say that you forgot to mention that Kim was the youngest president of a state affiliate that um, ACB has had. Um, Kim Charlson. Kim Charlson. I don't think so. No. She was 25 when she yeah. was state president of Oregon. Charlie Crawford was 22 when he was state president of Massachusetts. Ah. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I that's when I met her. I um, joined um, ACB in 1980, and she was our state president. I went to my first state convention, and... Um, she took me aside, sat down, talked to me for 10 minutes. The next thing, she, a week later, she called me up and she said, okay, you said you were a writer. And I said, yes. And she says, well, I can't be in two places at once. Would you go to a disability women's conference at the University of Oregon in Eugene? And I sort of gulped and said, um, she says, I need somebody to write about it for our state newsletter. And I said, Okay, so that was my introduction to ACB, just quietly, innocently being pulled in before I knew which way was up. But I think that that shows real leadership because when you give people things to do, you mm-hmm. you, you capture them. And That's exactly right. I have pushed that point for years. Yeah, and I remember you, Pam. Because you were at the information desk all of the time. <laughs> all of the Whenever time. I was lost or confused, I would go, um, um, <laughs> what do I do now? And she would always set me straight and send me on my way. So. Well, I was affectionately known as misinformation. So you can interpret that any way you like. <laughs> well, you, you never stand me wrong. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and um, I remember Lori, um, I think we were email friends for a long time, <laughs> um, and that was before you moved, I think. And then um, I have had the honor of meeting and working with many of these women that you speak of, just because I'm the kind that's quietly in the background doing whatever I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. <laughs> well, that's, you know, I am a chatterbox, but only with, only with people I, I know and known trust. quiet water. <laughs> I yes. know. That's why Oral Miller... <laughs> funny one time when I told him my brothers called me that my great-grandmother got it wrong that I was actually supposed to be babbling brook 
<laughs> because I tend to babble when I'm I'm nervous or feeling a little shy, and uh, yeah. So every time he saw me, Oral Miller would call me Babbling Brook. <laughs> you know oh, something that something that you just reminded me of. Uh, the the two of you both just reminded me of, and that's something that was such a wonderful, wonderful thing. I think in ACB back in the late 90s and early 2000s, and that was the ACBL. And that's how a lot of us got to know mm-hmm. one another. That's how I got to know Penny. That's how I got to know you, Deanna. Um, <laughs> and it took me a long time before I knew that she had a name like Deanna. All I knew her was, knew her as was Quiet Water <laughs> for a long time. But, you know, we all, we did. We got to know so many people through mm-hmm. that, um, through that old ACBL. Mm-hmm. And it that was such a fun group. And I remember, I forget whether we were in, excuse me, whether we were in Louisville or the following year. I don't remember where we were, but a couple of years in a row, I think, we had just a get-together at convention of, of yeah. people from ACBL. And that mm-hmm. was like so much fun. You know, and, yeah, and, we did have a reception. That we would all show up to just catch up with each other. Yeah, convention yeah. can be so crazy when you're running <laughs> from one end to another of a hotel. Yeah, and it was just like one evening we had a we just had a an ACBL get together, and I, well, probably I don't know fifty of us or so in the room, mm-hmm. and the chatter that went on in there. Thank God it wasn't on email; we'd be forever reading them. <laughs> but. Okay. Uh, well, they are planning to have an ACB community um, reception think, at the upcoming convention so that people that have never met each other except over Zoom can actually finally meet each other in person. Oh, so that will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It will be. Um, Penny Reader. Hi, Penny. <laughs> Penny, want to unmute? So there I was unmuted, but here I am. Um, I was thinking of the two Marias, Maria Hansen and Maria Christick. They um, are both, both potential amazing, huge leaders. You're right. Amazing mm. people, and uh, we have we have thoroughly enjoyed knowing them in GDY. They've done a lot for us, but now they're doing a lot for everybody in ACB. Yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. You're right. You're right. They they are both definite future leaders in this organization. And um, those ACBL get-togethers were really fun. It really <laughs> felt so much like a family back in that day, you know? It I did. remember getting on an elevator and somebody said, oh, I read almost everything you write, but it's an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> but when you think about it, a lot of those people that were on those lists in those on that list in those days mm-hmm. went on to be Pretty major leaders in this organization. Mm-hmm. And you know who else we, we need to think about is Ann Byington. I know she's fun to, oh she's my, quiet, yeah. but oh my yes. gosh, she does so much for so many groups of people. Mm-hmm. And she's just such a steadying presence in ACB. And the, yeah. the other person is Carla Hayes. Oh yeah, yeah. She was actually on one of the one of the lists we made. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what about Artist Bazin? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> artist and Rhonda, I, I, I know and I did a really Trot. bad job Rhonda on this Trot list. Like our mom, she takes care of everybody. Rhonda Trot. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. There are just so many people. Mm-hmm. And then there's all the people in the what are they called next gen that we we just are getting to know now. And that's those right. are our future leaders. Absolutely, that's those right. are you know people like Amanda and Melanie and Melanie, and. Yeah. Um, that they will definitely, they're going to be taking over the mantle at some point. Right. And they're going to do one heck of a good job, I think. I and think I think, so, too. Well, and quite honestly, I think that they, not tooting our own horn, but I think they have a tremendous um, toolkit. Yeah. Well, a legacy, too, but a, a, just a tremendous toolkit of so many people that we have mentioned here tonight who would be more than willing to lend their, um, I don't want to say expertise as such, but our experiences to, to them. Um, because, you know, if you, don't, if you don't know history, you're apt to repeat it. And sometimes that's not a good thing. Okay. And um, we all had a start. You know, we, we all had a start. We all yes, had our first and most convention. of us had somebody that was mentoring them. Who, exactly. It, it, it wasn't really a formal mentoring course mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it was, there were just people around that you looked up to. Mm-hmm. And like the, the, the <laughs> it's like Deanna's story. We were offered those tasks and offered those opportunities. That's why one of the struggles with this tonight is that there were so many people, quote unquote, and still are behind the scenes, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you know yeah. who were yeah. kind of in the engine room, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, well, I want to thank you. Oh, we have, um, let me see, do we have, uh, Meryl, you wanted to say something else? Yes, I I forgot to mention, Terry, this is going to be an answer to your prayers. I had, um, when we had the D.C. leadership meetings this year, Cindy Hollis talked uh, about the fact that no one was doing a Spanish call because Donna Pomerantz had done it and then other hosts, uh, facilitators, but they weren't committed. So I emailed Cindy and I titled it Answer to Your Prayers. So I am going to be starting as a new facilitator, a Spanish call on Monday evenings at 7.30. And I am highly excited about it. Wonderful. Thank that you. is great. I, I, I had heard that and that is, that's wonderful. I think Thank that's, you. Thank you. I, I might actually, I might actually succeed at Spanish this time. Yeah, I'd love to have you. I'd love that to have be all good. of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm getting a great response from it. So now I filled out the form. It's a great feeling, filling out the community events form and everything. Oh, I love it. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. You'll Jay. tire of that. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Terry. I, I do four of them a week, <laughs> oh, every oh, Wednesday I, I night. So. <laughs> okay. Aww, thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thank you, and I thank you all for coming forward and adding these people because they are. And as I say, it was, you know, I put this list together. I Maybe I was half brain dead at the time. Um, but you, you have, you've all mentioned people who should have been on this list 
And I'm so glad that, that their names have been added to it now. And I thank you all. Um, that doesn't mean that we're done. That does not mean that we're done here by any means. Um, I'm just checking the time, which doesn't you have about 12 minutes. All right. Uh, we have another guest with us this evening and Kenneth, you're down here someplace. If you would unmute. Okay. Hey, Terry, this is Kenneth. There you are. Let me just tell you all that Kenneth is here. If you haven't heard this, uh, this, um, presentation that Kenneth is going to do right now, you'll enjoy it. And it so ties into our talk of the future leaders of this organization. And so with that, I want to introduce Kenneth Semyon Sr., who's also a new member of the Board of Directors. And uh, take it away, Kenneth. Good evening, everyone. And I wanted to say I salute and applaud all of the ACB women. Uh, you all are so great. It's just great to witness what all, all of all of you have done. And just hearing about it, I just love to hear more. Uh, Terry went down the list of names, but there's so much more to know. Uh, but I wanted to bring up one person you mentioned earlier, Melanie Alsanohi, a member of ACB Next Generation. She's mm-hmm. on our DKM committee, a hard worker. But she is, you spoke about several things that others maybe uh, have done when they were young. She is our youngest DKM first-timer uh, from 2005. And she, in Texas, when she lived here, she has been and still is today the youngest to have ever served as an ACB Board of Directors member, you know. And and she's done a lot from her teenage years. Her parents were so supportive of her. Uh, she's just great. I'm telling you, she is going to be a leader that we will all be able to hear her name more and more uh, coming up. But to, on Sunday, You're absolutely we'll feature, right. on Sunday edition, and we'll feature her then. And uh, we'll also feature a few other people uh, that have received both of our awards. Uh, as not many of them, but some people have become a DKM first-timer and an ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow. So we give out uh, the Dilbert K. McDaniel Fund Committee uh, issues two different awards each year. And the DCAM First Timers Award, we are going to present two people with that uh, this year, provided that we do have applicants from both regions, one from the east and one from the west of the Mississippi River. And uh, we're looking for some great candidates. So I'm here tonight to really encourage more people to uh, focus on some of those people who you know who have been assisting, maybe behind the scenes that may be able to qualify for one of our awards and encourage them to apply. Our deadline is coming up pretty soon, April 5th, uh, and that's less than two weeks away. So I wanted to take this opportunity to encourage those who may be interested in becoming a DCAM first-timer, and that must be someone who has never attended an in-person ACB conference and convention. Uh, They must be at at least 18 years old, a member in good standing. That means their dues are current blind or visually impaired, uh, they will also have to commit to being at the convention or participating in the convention, even if it's virtual, uh, July, from July 1st through July 8th. And we have special sessions that they will be able to attend uh, to assist them in their personal growth and to grow within ACB as future leaders. And I'll tell you, one day we're going to give a report on how many of all of our folks 
uh, have come out and really served after they won the award. We did some of that on Tuesday night during Tuesday Topics. We recognized a number of people who have really gotten busy after they received this award. Uh, not to brag, but I'm grateful to have been a part of that from 2010, being, becoming a DCAM first-timer. I've never missed a convention since. I attend mid-year meetings, now called DC leadership meetings. Just so it's so much fun once you know what's really going on and how you can play a part in it. There's so much more you can contribute. So uh, beyond the DCAM first time is what I'd like to tell you to please go and uh, find those articles uh, for the DCAM first timers. The title is Reach Higher, Pursue and Succeed. That article can be found on the ACB website at acb.org or on our DKM website at acb.org. Uh, slash DKM, or you can read those articles, or the one for DKM First Thomas in the January 22 ACB Barrel Forum, and for the J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award, it can be accessed in the same manner, other than uh, it's listed in the February e-form, uh, and if you're not able to uh, access that from our website or through one of the issues of our Braille Forum, uh, you have a right to contact me. And, uh, and and we've posted those announcements out yesterday on several lists. And so you may have gotten it then, uh, but there's several ways that you can get access to that information. And we encourage you to do it as soon as possible because before we know it, it'll be April 5th. And if you haven't uh, done one thing that you, we must ask you to do, you write a letter of application telling about yourself, things that you've done in your community, your local chapter, uh, within ACB on any level, or in your, just anything that you've done, even in your church, maybe. But uh, just we want, we're looking for people to have demonstrated leadership potential to participate in, in uh, either one of our programs. And you do have a right to apply for both if you meet the criteria. Uh, other than that, if you want to apply for both, you only still need to submit one letter of application. But the second part of it has to be... Uh, connected with your letter, a letter of recommendation from a state or special interest affiliate president. And so always consider that. Uh, and we have alternatives when necessary, but we really want to try to focus on our guidelines, asking you to communicate with the state or special interest affiliate president to support you um, as you uh, say you want to apply for one of our awards. So with the J.P. Martin Chase Leadership Fellows, we were recognized five uh, recipients this year. And these, this class for 2022 uh, on both sides, DCAM First Timer and J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows will meet up with two other classes that were virtual, 2020 and 2021. So we are looking forward to having around 21 folks at one time coming uh, in, in, in a group that we can join with and support throughout the convention. And we do offer mentoring within our committee. So you'll have somebody assigned to you to help you if you're new to things, you need to have you have questions, or you need to learn more. Uh, we will also have uh, something planned for for recipients uh, that's going to really help them along the way. On May 9th, it's a Monday. We will have a planning for success informational call, and uh, Janet Dickerman joins me and my committee on that night, and we provide a schedule of events for our recipients at those sessions that we really want them to attend, and it's part of their agreement. Uh, to learn and grow. And then we'll also share some extra uh, sessions that you may want to participate that we don't require you to participate in. There's so much that I can say. 
uh, I want to tell you about the J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award. That's the title of that article that you'll find in the e-form is Get on the Fast Track to Advanced Leadership. That award is different from our DCAM First Timers Award in a way that some of you who have served in the past and maybe you kind of took a break for a while, but you want to come back. Uh, and maybe you want to be able to attend the convention, but you also want to uh, to start leading again, serving in, in, in a different area uh, or just serving more than you're doing currently or have been for the past few years. You could apply for the J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award and will be considered in the same manner once you submit your letter of application and a, a state or a special affiliate president would submit a letter of recommendation on your behalf. Uh, that connects you with what we have going. And we are going to be scheduling 30-minute interviews with every applicant. And that will begin on April 13th, which is a Wednesday, and will end on a Tuesday, uh, April 19th. So uh, as chair of the committee, I will get with everyone who submits an application and we receive a rec- letter of recommendation for um, to make sure that they are scheduled at a time that's convenient for them, and we'll work with the schedules of our committee members that will be uh, holding those interviews. So, um, I there's so much more I can tell, but I, does anybody have any questions? So, a quick recap: they're both due. The applications are both due by April first. Am April I correct? 5th. April fifth. April fifth. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I thought it was April first. Yeah, yeah well, the awards committee has April the first, but we ah, there you go. Too. That's it. I'm going to get mixed up. And guess what? We normally have had April first, but each for the past few years, we've had to extend the deadline because guess what? Most people apply toward the deadline, so we want to uh-huh. make sure that we give them. We we already extended our time from April first to April fifth to make sure that they get extra time to get that information in. But please don't wait until the night before to write your affiliate affiliate president to ask to write, ask them to write a letter because they may not be available, you know, and there won't be any exceptions because we've been advertising since December to try our best to get the word out. Any other questions, Terry? Anyway, hand. Lorene. Hello. Lorene, hello. Um, I was a pan, uh, past uh, candidate, I believe, and it was in 20, 2016, though I did attend a mid-year seminar as a delegate in Washington, D.C., so would that mean I I wouldn't qualify, right, for applying? No, I mean, no, this is uh, the Dory K. McDaniel Fund Committee. If you have applied and not received either one of our awards, you can apply again. No, oh, okay. but if you've attended the national convention already in in person, then you no. won't be able to qualify for the national uh, convention. Only the mid-year seminar. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that means you are eligible for both awards. Okay, know. thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, one other thing I wanted to say is that uh, you get your way paid round trip uh, transportation to the, to and from the convention. Um, there are you know lodging is paid for. Uh, double occupancy, and we can talk more about that. Uh, but then there's stipend for different events that we require you to participate in. You get a stipend for incidentals. Uh, uh, and there's so many other amenities that are offered, uh, and there's several things that you will see in the article that we ask you to, to agree to before you would even apply. Look at that, what's expected of you, make sure you meet the criteria. You're able to be there from July the 1st through the 8th with us uh, before you would uh, okay. Apply. Okay. Thank you very much, Ken. I hate to cut you off, but 
we're just about at time. I just want to thank all of you for the, joining me this evening. Um, and tell you next week, we're doing a rather special show. We're doing it on volunteering. And I have two great guests coming. And there's going to be a little bit of a surprise of another woman who's been involved in ACB. But I can't tell you any more than that right now. And have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead. Thank you all.